Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to look at threat actor tools. We'll be discussing an introduction to attack tools, the evolution of security tools, and then finally the different attack types. This episode is part of my series on enterprise networking, security, and automation. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. To use attack tools to exploit a vulnerability, a threat actor must have a technique or a tool. The really good ones have both, but a lot of times they have either the techniques or the tools to do that. And over time, the technique or the skill of that hacker to cause damage has gone down. The skill, you don't need the skills anymore because of our new modern systems. Back in the day, hackers had to have a high skill. They need to know the operating system inside and out. They need to know the vulnerability. They needed to know how those systems were all interconnected. They needed to understand everything. So they had to have a high skill level and then they could, they could do their attacks. And so those tools they had then weren't very sophisticated. Nowadays, those tools have become much more sophisticated and they've become highly automated. The skill set to cause the same amount of damage long ago and today for that hacker has gone down because of the sophistication and the automation of those tools. The technical knowledge for these tools, these new tools, require less knowledge to implement. There are several types of penetration testing tools out there. The first one is a password cracker. And what these are, are programs that'll go in and figure out what passwords you've set on files. Now, a lot of times these are recall, referred to as password recovery tools, and they can be used to crack or recover a password. They can be used to re recover a password, whether the, the original user wants their password recovered or not. And so that the first one was a password cracker. The next one is wireless hacking tools. These are used to intentionally hack your wireless networks into detect the vulnerabilities of those networks. Here's Vice Stumbler. It is a wireless hacking tool that is designed to survey your wireless environment. When you go ahead and you run this on your device, it'll list out several things. First thing it'll list out is the MAC address of all of the wireless access points it sees. And then with those MAC addresses, it'll list out the SSIDs, the network name you see when you go to connect to that wireless network. Then it gives you a couple informations information about the signal strength and what channels are on. And then it comes over here and it tells you what the authentication method is. You can look here and see, is the, is the authentication method one that is considered secure nowadays or one that's considered insecure. If it's one of the insecure ones, WEP, W-E-P, W-P-A, you could start attacking those. Another fun thing you can do with this is when you look at the MAC addresses, remember the first half of the MAC address tells you the manufacturer of that device, who, who got that MAC address 
um, grouping assigned to them. And then a lot of times you can tell what the device is. Based upon that, you can look up what the default username is and password is when you set up the router because a lot of people still don't change that default username or password. And so you can try attacking the systems that way. So this Vice Stumbler gives you a lot of information about all those wireless networks that are close to you that your device can hear. Vice Stumbler takes it, takes that MAC address, and they even have their own data base here of the manufacturer and that's where you could take this manufacturer here you could look up default usernames and passwords and try to attack it that way next we have network scanning and hacking tools this allows us to probe network devices and servers and hosts and look for open TCP and UDP ports once you find those open ports you can then launch attacks against those ports then we have packet crafting. Packet crafting is used to probe and test a firewall where you can build a special packet to see if you can make it through the firewall to deliver a payload. Packet sniffers are programs that will listen to the information going across your network. It could be wireless, it could be wired. As long as they have a connection to your network, they can listen to the traffic being sent across there. You can see that information being sent across. You can look for clear text passwords. You can even save those files and analyze them later. And the big one that falls into this area is called Wireshark. Wireshark is probably the most commonly used packet sniffing program out there. And then finally, we have rootkit detectors. These are typically used by the system's owners to go in and look and see, have my files been maliciously attacked and changed? That's what this rootkit system does, is looks at the file system and says, these, these files look like there's something malicious going on here. You better look at that. It'll notify if your system has been compromised at the root level. If you like this episode on Threat Actor Tools and you get value out of it, and depending upon the platform you're using, please click the like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. Doing this supports the channel, which in turn helps me bring you more great content. Subscribe to my channel and click that notification bell. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get this information in video and podcast form. Then we have fuzzers. What fuzzers do is they insert data randomly. They, they try to crash systems by getting data inserted into different areas. And then they just try to insert the data and, it, and that data then is seen by the device and the device goes, I just don't know what to do with it. And eventually, if that fuzzer is successful, that system will crash. Then we have forensics tools. And the majority of these are recovering data and you can recover data even after you have deleted that file and reformatted it i had to do that once because of just a weird situation i, I wound up deleting all my data files and i had to go back and recover a couple of them i deleted the files i deleted the partition i recreated the partition and i actually formatted and i was able to get some data back from way before i started that then we have debuggers. Debuggers 
are used to reverse engineer binary files, those executable files. And hackers use this to write exploits. White hat hackers use this to analyze malware. Then we have hacking operating systems. The two probably most common ones here are Kali and Backtrack. These are preloaded operating systems that have lots of tools on them, a lot of penetration testing tools, and they're specifically designed for the penetration testing. Then we have encryption tools that can encrypt and decrypt data using cipher tools, whether the user wants their data encrypted or not. A hacker could encrypt your data, and then when you pay them a fee or you do something for them, they'll give you the key to decode your data. And then we have vulnerability exploitation tools and scanners. And these identify systems that are actually vulnerable to attacks. And one of the more popular ones is Nessus Vulnerability Scanner. And here you can see a screenshot. The screenshot shows that we have scanned our network. These are all the devices that were found on my network. And then these are the vulnerabilities that were found listed in this area right here. The vulnerabilities are classified. Down here, you can see this little pie chart. That blue is informational, green is low, medium is high, orange is red, and, or sorry, orange is high and red is critical. Looking at our results, right here, there is a red, meaning there is a critical error, critical vulnerability that has been identified. And what we can do is we can click on this red critical issue and it'll open up and it will show us what it is and it gives us a nice little explanation here is the description of the problem according to the self-reported version number the unix operating system running on the remote host is no longer supported and then it gives you a suggested solution upgrade to a version of linux operating system that is currently supported because it's no longer supported it's not getting critical fixes and updates and so if there is a vulnerability that's found there won't be any patches for it and somebody could use that as an attack vector into your system there are several attack types that a threat actor will take against you an eavesdropping attack is where a threat actor sees your data that you're sending across your network that threat actor captures and listens to all that network traffic Typically using a tool like Wireshark, it can see what's going across your network. And once again, if you send passwords and clear text across there, they can read that. They can even save these files and use them later to go through and analyze them. Then we have data modification attack. This is an eavesdropping attack, attack but we take it one step further. That threat actor will actually capture data alternate and then send it on without either the sender or that receiver with an ip address spoofing attack a threat actor can pretend to be any ip address they can go in manually set their ip address and appear to be a, a, an authorized device on your network it can send out information changing that source address a password based attack anybody can do that there's a bunch of tools out there, but if a threat actor 
figures out a username and password, they can get into the system with the same rights and privileges of that compromised user. Then from there, they can try to escalate their permissions to get additional access to different system resources. One way to do this would be to brute force your attack. What, what you could do is get a text file. Here's a text file. This text file has 10 million usernames in it. You could get a second text file. This text file here has 10 million different passwords in it. And you can get a program that would load both of these in and try all of these combinations. And eventually, one of these might actually work and get you access into the system. And what this would be is the program would try the combination of all these. It would be 10 million users times 10 million passwords, possibilities that this program could try to get into your system. Next is a denial of service attack. This is where an attack prevents a legitimate user from using those resources they need to. It, it, stops an actual web user from making a purchase on your site. It stops one of your employees from accessing the database they need they need to complete their jobs. One tool would be low orbit ion cannon. This is a tool. It's fairly sophisticated, fairly automated, so the technical skill to use this is not really a high requirement. What you do is you put your target in this field right here you either put the url or the ip address you click the lock on button so that way this program knows who your target is and then launch your cannon launch your cannon here and it starts the attack that's all you have to do you can go down here you can tweak some of these messages but for attack status it's going to start keeping track of all this and the goal of this this tool is to overwhelm that target so that way legitimate users can't access it to get the work done they need. Then we have a man in the middle attack. This is where that threat actor positions themselves right between the source and the destination. They can sit there, they can monitor, they can capture, and they can control that communication without either end knowing that that person, that threat actor is sitting in the middle, the man in the middle attack. Compromised key attack is where a legitimate key has been found out by that threat actor. That threat actor then can gain access and no one is aware that that threat actor has got access because he has a legitimate key to be on the system. And finally, we have a sniffer attack. And once again, this is using Wireshark where that threat actor can sit there, read, monitor, capture your network data this is typically either an application or it could be another device they connected into your network and they can grab your data and see it real time. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on Threat Actor Tools. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, and of course, depending upon what platform you're using, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. Also, all of my social and information and contacts are on my website, kevtechify.com, and you can get all these episodes in video and podcast form. In the upper right is my playlist for my series on enterprise networking, security, and automation. 
in the bottom right is one of my favorite videos that I have just for you. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on enterprise networking security automation. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.